Mornings with Clay and Karen. JR. It's Monday, first day of spring. Yeah, and we have uh, big news this morning, big announcement to make. Now, if you caught the last show before we left on holidays, as of last Thursday, I have been doing this morning show for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen, 22 years. And this morning, we are here to tell you that Thursday, April 21st, will be our last morning on JR Country. Actually, it's Friday, April 22nd. I hate to... <laughs> no, <laughs> I hate to uh, say, Dustin, is it not Thursday the 21st? No, it's Friday the 22nd. I don't, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Anyways, well, I just blew we the announcement. That, can we I like just take blew two the announcement. On this? Oh, uh, my God. I guess God. you're not showing up on the last day. Our Ooh. last show will be Friday, April 22nd, because this show is retiring. Karen's tired. I yeah. want to sleep in. <laughs> After more than two decades on air together, Clay St. Thomas and Karen Daniels are ending an epic run co-hosting mornings on Patterson Media-owned JR Country in Vancouver, going out on top as the number one music station in the market. Clay and Karen join us on Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, ahead of the show's retirement to reflect on their longevity, what makes a successful on-air duo work, and what's next beyond sleeping in. Hi, I'm Karen Daniels. I started radio in, I think it was 1981 or 1982. Boy, that's a long time ago. Uh, My first station was CKSA Radio in Lloydminster, where I had to do both on-air and television. So it was kind of weird. It was an upstairs-downstairs kind of situation. Uh, So that was fun. I was there for about a year. And uh, then I went to CJME in Regina because I always uh, wanted to work in pop radio. And when I got there, I hated pop radio. So, <laughs> so kind of ironic. So I, I looked around and I, I ended up going to, uh, to Kamloops to JC 55 as they were at the time. And, uh, this, these were all AM stations at the time and ended up doing the morning show. They said they took a major chance on putting this young woman uh, on the morning show. It was about 1983, I guess. And I mean, in those, when I first started, there was many stations that had never hired a woman before. And I had to convince them that I could get this job done if you just gave me a chance. And some of them uh, kind of paraded me around like some kind of circus novelty. Look at, we got a girl, we got a woman here. So that was kind of odd. Uh, from Kamloops, I came to Vancouver and I worked at uh, Rock 101 for a few years, I think about four years there. Uh, and I got to work with people like Doc Harris and Terry David Mulligan and some really uh, some some big guys that I, I learned a lot from there. Um, and then I decided I would get married. So I moved to the Okanagan and worked in Kelowna at the Lizard for a while and then moved to Calgary, where I worked at CJ92. And then we put Kiss FM on the air. I was doing uh, the morning show there. And uh, then I ended up, after that, I ended up here in Vancouver at uh, where I am right now at uh, JR Country. So it's been a long road. It, lo- it looks kind of like a, a bus route. If you look at everywhere I've been, it looks like some really bad bus map, but uh, a lot of uh, ups and downs. And here I am working in country. It's funny because when I started here, I never thought I'd ever work at a country station because I did not like country and I didn't know a damn thing about it. But uh, now, of course, I, I love it. And it's it's not how it used to be in the old days. So, And now here I am retiring. 
It's funny when you line them all up like that. It sounds like we're all the most unemployable people possible. How many jobs did you have? And you couldn't hold any of those down? Why did no one like you at any of those jobs? It's so, especially now when you look at it, because because people who start in radio now, we have a few of them at our station. They came out of school. They started there and they have no intentions of moving to another town to do what they have to do. And they said, if it comes to that, they'll just find another job so they can stay in Vancouver. So it wasn't like yeah. that back in the day. Yeah, I'm I'm both envious that they don't have to do that. And I really wish they had the experience of doing that. Oh, totally. Yeah. And you know what? It, it's not even just the experience. It's the whole, uh, everything that you learn moving around about yourself. And I think you become a much stronger, better person because of it. <laughs> yes. Adversity uh, yeah. forges wills of steel and such. <laughs> Hi, I'm Clay St. Thomas. I got into radio. I thought I would take the uh, radio arts program at Lethbridge College. So fall of 1980, I did that. And six months later, I got a job uh, doing overnights in Brandon, Manitoba. And it was goodbye, college, because why would I go to school to learn something I was doing for a living is the way I saw it. So I worked in Brandon for less than a year when young love, I moved to Medicine Hat because uh, of a girl. And I worked at Chat Medicine Hat, Chat and Hat for a year. I moved to Edmonton to help sign on what was called CJAX, North America's first and only ever country rock radio station. Not a good idea. Uh, I worked with several fabulous people there, including the legendary Marty Forbes, who was, uh, before his uh, becoming a media mogul, was the PD there at the time. Uh, after about a year there, I went to CKRA or 96 K light as it was known. And at, uh, I think I was 23. I was doing the morning show at K light for almost a year when they decided it was really dumb to have a 23 year old doing their morning show. I appreciate the vote of confidence, but so I did basically every shift there. I did middays for a while. I spent my, most of my time doing afternoon drive and I got restless and decided in the late eighties that I would move to Windsor because I was thrilled by the idea of that big Detroit market there and what that would be like to work in the middle of. And it was fantastic. Windsor's unusual, but, uh, <laughs> but, but Detroit was the Detroit market was absolutely astounding. So I, I worked for a year and a half there doing mornings at what was uh, known as 89 X uh, the alt rock station there. And then uh, Brad Phillips was hiring all an on air staff to start up Z 95 in Vancouver which everybody in the country seemed to realize was going to be a success out of the gate because it was going to be top 40 on FM, which Vancouver had never had. So anybody who wasn't nailed down was applying like crazy to, to Zed. And I wound up being hired to do the morning show there. We signed on Zed uh, spring of 91. So that makes it 31 years I've been doing a morning show in Vancouver. I did that show for um, almost six years. And the one and only time I got fired, Standard came in, bought it, and the classic story, they removed about 80% of the on-air staff in the same day. Less than two months later, Jerry Siemens had hired me to do the morning show at JR, and that was March 17th of 1997. And lo and behold, that all that time since. <laughs> so that's, that's the windy path there. Yeah, and 25 years is a real achievement these days to be in in one place well i have to i have to thank karen for it in a weird way because she knew you know some time ago like it was as early as a couple of years ago you were kind of hinting that maybe after 20 years we should wrap this thing up mm -hmm. or, or you were kind of looking at it and uh the reason i made it to 25 honestly is because karen i feel pushed back her her departure date when she wanted to end things 
um, so that I could make my 25 year mark. It's no accident that a week later it was, we're announcing goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Cause uh, our, our contract actually ended at the end of December. And, uh, I told them a long time ago, I was not going to be signing a new one. So Clay goes, well, geez, you, we don't want to retire at the end of December. That's a horrible time to retire. And he said, I'm, you know, it's like two and a half months too. And I thought, well, yeah, you got to 25 years is, is a thing. You got to make the thing for sure. Karen, you're not alone in coming to the conclusion you wanted to retire, um, especially during the pandemic. But doing mornings for any duration is hard for a lot of people. You yeah. know, how did you come to this decision? You know, honestly, menopause. <laughs> it's uh, you, you reach that age. You know, I'm in my 50s, and and my doctor had told me. She said, "How long do you think you're going to do this little radio job?" Doctors always think what we do is so frivolous. And I said, "Well, I I don't know as long as I can. I love it. I've got a great situation." And uh, she said, "Well, you're going to pay for it one day." And I've really found about the last two to three years to be really difficult on me physically, and uh, it, it became one of those. Those things where, honestly, if if I didn't have that, I could go a lot longer. But I always wonder if it's not easier for for men to do mornings than women, just because of the sleep factor. Women, I, I don't fall asleep till two thirty in the morning, and then I got to be up at four. So it was kind of there, there were some crazy mornings where I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't think we talk enough about how hard doing mornings is on your body and your psyche. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, totally. yeah, it's difficult. You know, it's difficult. something that even people in the industry, and I was explaining this to, to Doc and Nicole are taking over our show, the afternoon show at JR is going to become the new morning show. And I was saying, you're about to find out the thing that even people in the industry don't know. Even people in the building don't know how hard it is to do it. They no. have sense and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys get up early and blah, blah. But no, unless you do it for a living, you don't know how actually extremely difficult it is. You're right. Physically, psychologically, not to mention, you know, the, the work skills you should have to do a good job of it. It's a it's a hard job. It's an awesome job. And it sounds like it's the easiest thing in the world if you're doing it somewhat properly. But it's it's a big bag of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it is a big bag of hurt and it ages you like you wouldn't that's why they have to pay you well because otherwise they would be people would be quitting nonstop. it's it's incredibly incredibly difficult to do so clay you're not retiring but you're also leaving jr can you talk about why it was important that that you and karen both go at the same time well, it had been like over 20 years. So we thought of ourselves as joined at the hip and and knowing the way that radio works, like if I was running the radio station, I wouldn't want I w after 20 years, great, it's been awesome, especially like we're we're very fortunate to be able to leave in a really great ratings phase and it's all good. But I wouldn't want to have to uh, uh, try to carry on half of an existing show that was good. I would want to move on to the next chapter. And I just feel the same thing too. Like it's, I, I've been doing it for 25 years. What else is there left to prove there? Um, so it, it was Karen's decision. And I went, yeah, it's, it's time. Because, you know, at, after 25 years, you got to do something else at some point. <laughs> I've seen you take to Twitter to refute listener conjecture that it's not your choice to step away. What does that say about the industry that when you actually quit on your own steam, it's not to be believed? Well, and one and one of the it's only been a couple of people. People have been universally great, but one of them is actually a, a radio guy here in town, an industry dude, who tweeted something about I'd like to hear the real politics behind what's happening there. 
as if we had somehow been lying about it or that, as I, as I said in a tweet, I said, radio stations don't fire you and then leave you on the air for five weeks to talk about it. So that's how you know that this is something we decided to do. Uh, but it is, it is so unusual. Like people can't believe that we're here talking about it, that it's a, that it's happy that we're handing it over to other people that we really like and respect and who are going to be great, that the station's happy, that it, it's just one big group hug. It's so weird. It's mm-hmm. interesting that you're walking away from the station during an extremely highly rated period for JR Country. And and coincidentally, JR was our Canadian Radio Awards winner for 2021 for Station of the Year Major Market. And you you said something really interesting, Karen, during your announcement uh, ab- about your departure. And that's that to a degree... You've been phoning it in since you gave me notice <laughs> last June. And 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 you know, maybe relaxing a bit has has actually been good for the show. Oh, totally. You know, we always say because we're on from five to nine, and five to five thirty is is pre-recorded. It's only two bits and it's pre-recorded. And sometimes our best stuff happens then because we recorded at the end of the show. We're tired. Our hair is down. We've had enough coffee now. And, uh, you know, sometimes that that filter that kind of, uh, you know, gets a little bit loose <laughs> and we, we tend to say some stuff. And sometimes that's really that's our best half hour. We don't recommend this for young broadcasters, but we have, <laughs> joked, we have joked many a time that if you have a three-person show or a two-person show, and if once in a while one of you can come in hungover, those can be really good shows. Those for are. For just that reason. because <laughs> Those really are. That yeah. uh, I don't give a shit filter really, really works then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are handing the show over, as you mentioned, to the station's current afternoon show, Doc Andrews and Nicole Savage, who've both been with JR for almost a decade. Is that easier in some ways, walking away and leaving your audience with someone you know? Totally. Totally. It's yeah. been yeah. people's reactions has been has been uh, exactly what we hoped. Everybody's like, oh, you guys are leaving. But if you have to leave, this is the best possible news. And it's, it's just a great feeling to feel like everybody's, you know, reasonably happy about what's happening or thrilled with what's happening. So yeah. it's great. Is there anything that you're going to miss? And because you're leaving, are there any stories that you can you can let out of the vault from the past two decades? <laughs> oh, gosh, there's probably a lot of stories. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm trying to remember them all. What's the statute of limitations on some of that stuff? <laughs> uh, just the regular, you know, the the getting up, we certainly won't miss. But I will absolutely miss the camaraderie, like, uh, you know, coming in and, and talking about uh, current events every day. And I, it's funny, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was worried about it. I thought, well, I don't know if I'm going to do social media anymore. So as a result, then, am I going to lose touch with everything going on? Because, you know, in broadcasting, you're pretty up on all of the pop culture and the current yeah. events, and that's what you do every day. And when you don't have to anymore, are you going to fall behind? Behind and have one of those people with those, be one of those people those glazed over looks that I don't know what you're talking about and I'm kind of worried about that I don't want to be that person but I also don't want to be that that Twitter social media person that's on every single post either. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd say the same thing too. Like I will, I will miss kibitzing with Karen and Graham. Like it's yeah. um, what's been awesome about the show and any any radio show that works well is that what you hear on the air is 
basically a version of what happens off the air. We're laughing off the air. We're joking about stuff. We're backbiting on each other and the microphones open up and it continues. Yeah. And yeah. it so makes the show both easy to do and it, it, it kind of instructs the dance that you're doing and, and it sort of shapes and forms everything that, that you're doing there. But it's, as I've said many times, how can you argue with a job where the more you laugh, the better you were at your job that day? Yeah. Like what yeah. a gift. Yeah, it's a, it's such a fun job. But you know, uh, you were asking about uh, letting some stuff out of the vault, and it's funny because when I first started, uh, January fourth of two thousand, and I moved my family. I had two young boys and my husband, and we moved from Calgary for this job. So we bought a house in Port Coquitlam, and I remember the first morning I got up at three thirty, and I was heading into the station, and I went, "Oh God, I'm I'm not doing this commute." I thought I'll do this for a couple of years, and then I'm going to move on to something else. <laughs> and here it is, tw- over twenty two years later, and finally moving on to something else. So. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Now, now that we're on this podcast, we'll do something. We'll give something away on this podcast. You said letting stuff out of the vault. There is a lie we have been telling for 22 years. And on, uh, you know, I don't know how far your reach is with the podcast, but if there happens to be JR listeners, it's time for them to know the number of times Karen has actually been married. <laughs> you we know, have- we've had this on-running thing for so, so long. I've never told anybody. We've had some people think it's four and five times that I've been married, but geez, I just feel so bad telling them the actual number. Well, we won't do it on the radio because I think some people would would genuinely be hacked at us for having lied to them for so long. Because we've had people will, will, will call up and go, Karen, I'm just like you. I've been married five times. <laughs> and we go, oh yeah, yeah, you women, you can't, you can't keep track of your men. We get that. Uh, and the truth of the matter is you've been married how many times, Karen? Only twice. Only twice. There's been none of those three-day three day, uh, Vegas marriages I, I, that I alluded to. That, that was a lie. <laughs> but it was just such fertile ground for so long. Like the fact that you can't keep a man will she, any given yeah. day. Will she be divorcing Dave, her husband? It was just a yeah. good ongoing storyline. So what's next for both of you? You've done some acting, Clay. Might we see more of you on screen maybe? Uh, if I want to eat, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've never been able to fully dedicate myself to it. And and so it's always been, you know, whatever I I will be offered in the time I have. But either from a from a studying the craft and committing myself to it, I've never been able to do that fully. And I've also had to mitigate what I what jobs I can take because of my day job. So there's that. And I will certainly open myself up to the universe and say, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's go. But outside of that, I don't, I don't know what the next thing is. And I'm, I'm quite thrilled and excited to not know. I haven't had that experience in my adult life. So I'm, I'm kind of trying to do that, uh, relaxing into, uh, the universe and, and saying, I'm open, come at me. I think though that you you do a lot of voiceover stuff, a lot of acting, and, and you're quite modest about your abilities because uh, I, I haven't seen you in everything that you've done. I mean, there's only so many movies with reporters I can watch, but um, <laughs> but you're you're very good at it. You're you're a good actor and a really great voiceover guy, like really exceptional. We've heard uh, a lot of your stuff, so I don't I don't see that ever being an issue for you. Yeah, and I don't know, like again, to take another radio job, like I'm 59 and uh, a, a station would have to uh, take under advisement hiring somebody that age because you need to make like a five-year commitment to doing any solid radio show if you're going to do it properly. So both from my end and from their end, it would have to be exactly the right job. And I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I don't know if that's going to come along. And it would have to 
way against the uh, how free I feel to be able to pursue the acting stuff. So uh, we'll see, but never say never. What about you, Karen? Well, you know, I I have kind of started to, I haven't actually started it yet, but I will be writing a book um, just about my, my radio career. And uh, I don't know if it'll ever get published. It's kind of something I just want to hand on to my ch- my children's children and et cetera, because they'll never know their grandma to be in radio because my kids aren't married yet. So that and a lot of travel in, in my future. My husband is lucky that he's uh, got his own business and he works from home. So we can take that on the road and he can do that anywhere. So we've got some plans to finally do that. That's the other thing we were kind of bottlenecked with was we couldn't take more than two weeks off at a time. And if you want to do big trips, you know, and, and do Australia and places like that, two weeks just isn't going to isn't going to cut it. So you kind of had to wait till you were retired. And I wanted to make sure I retired where we were still young enough that and capable enough that we could, uh, we could do some of these uh, big trips that we want to do. So that's first and foremost for, for me. I really think that book is a good idea though, especially from touching on what you were talking about earlier, about what it was like, even people think that it it's so, it's so uh, every day for women to be all over the radio like they are now. But it yeah. was just a handful of years ago that again, you were sort of a circus monkey. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and and weirdly so. And they wouldn't have two female announcers back to back. And stories of what that was like trying to break into that would yeah. be so good for so many uh, young broadcasters to hear. It's true. For it everybody. was interesting because they always wanted women to do news. And I was always a very good reader, very, very avid, but I wouldn't call myself a news person. I, I wasn't that interested in it at the time, but everybody tried to push me into it because they went, ah, oh, like a, a woman on the air announcing the records. Like, I, I don't know how people are going to like that. So, <laughs> so I had to fight to not do news because that's just not what I wanted to do. We're not sure if they'll accept you being a person. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stories. And I mean, there's a lot of sexual harassment that happened back in the day. There was a lot of that. And, uh, you know, now, of course, that's uh, that's a little more in check. But just even, you know, being hit on constantly by by men on the phone, like doing I remember doing evenings at, at Rock 101. And oh, my God, it was just brutal. Every every other call was just, you know, guys that are, hey, talk to me, talk to me. And uh, uh, it was just it was just gross. I couldn't wait to get off the evening show because of that. Nobody does that in the morning show except for that one 75 year old dude. That was the only one. <laughs> I, he's just cute. Yeah, totally. <laughs> have you been doing a lot of reflecting, Karen? And and have have any highlights come up that stand out? Yeah, you know, it's funny. And going back and trying to remember everything that's happened. One of the highlights for me was back uh, working in Calgary. Uh, I was doing the morning show at Kiss, which was a new station we had signed on. And I was pregnant uh, at the time. So I didn't know how they were going to handle this signing on a new station. They wanted me to co-host the morning show. And here I am pregnant. So they said, well, uh, we're going to incorporate this pregnancy into our sign on because, you know, it was they wanted to attract the young female, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So the pregnancy and the birth and everything Thing, kind of became a promotion on air. Uh, and afterwards, I had about two days of maternity leave because they came and they put a studio in my house and said, oh, just do just do the odd little thing here. Well, it ended up I was getting up and doing the show every single day. And it was it was a really interesting, fun thing to do, but also one of the most difficult things I've ever done because I had a major C-section and trying to, you know, even just roll over to grab the microphone. It, it was painful. And an insane thing to ask of uh, any new parent and especially a new mom. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
And you know what? At the time, I didn't think anything of it. in in today's In today's world, they would never ask a woman to do that. But you know, at, at the time, they every, people were still working six day weeks. So you know, hey, she doesn't need much maternity leave, does she? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Especially because yeah. you don't really work. You know. Yeah. No. There's nothing to it. <laughs> well, I had Hillary Brown on this podcast, you know, not so long ago, talking about how that decision to have a child was thought to be a career ender. And that was in, you know, sort of the mid to late 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, oh, that's very true. For sure. Do either of you have a thought that you want to close on? Without getting maudlin, it's just been the best. Like if I had to, I, I, I had no idea when I started like with Karen. She, she said uh, she wasn't sure how long she was going to be with JR. I had been fired from Zed, and by the time I got home from my firing, there was a, this tells you what year it was, the light was blinking on my answering machine. <laughs> so I, I got on my horse and rode down to get the answer. Uh, and it was uh, Jerry Siemens, the general manager of JR, was saying, I don't, I don't really understand what they're doing over there. It doesn't make any sense to me. And then I started at JR, and Again, too, I wasn't sure, like a country station in Vancouver, it was a back of a middle of the pack station. Uh, I liked several of the people that worked there, but I wasn't sure how long that was going to last. And I too, in my head said, ah, give it a couple or three years, see how it's going and we'll see if we want to take it from there. And I could not have scripted it any better. Like it's the, the fact that it wound up being 25 years still astounds me. So yeah. I, I just feel really uh, uh, grateful and uh, we've had the chance to We've had successes and we've had long slogs we had to work through and we've met so many fantastic people and our listeners are, I'm sure every radio host feels this, but our listeners are the best. Like they're yeah, just they're the people. most, yeah, they're just good, good folk. And yeah. I, I, they always, uh, the way they reach out with warmth and, and uh, engagement and love all the time, like it's just, um, it's been great. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny that, you know, when I got hired, it was also by Jerry Siemens and I was in uh, Calgary and I got a phone call from him one day and he said, uh, we're looking for somebody to do our morning show. And I said, in Vancouver? And he goes, yeah, where do you think? And I had no intentions of moving. I go, no, no, not gonna. I've lived in Vancouver before, been there, done that. Uh, not coming back with my family. And he said, well, let's just, let's just chat for a bit. So we did. And I remember going to, uh, to the interview, they flew me and my husband into Vancouver and they brought Clay in on a Saturday and they wanted us to sit in a studio and try to create some bits and some magic to see if it would work. And I was so hung over that day. Oh my God. So we had been partying the night before uh, with some friends in town here. And I remember showing up and I, I just about threw up on Clay and I said, dude, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't even know if I want this job. And then we sat down and we had a blast. And I remember leaving going, oh, he's not a bad guy. You know, this could work. <laughs> and I think, I forget what exactly it was, but you almost swore in that little demo thing at one yeah, point. Yeah, I you, did. You did something really salty. And honestly, Jerry jumped at that. He loved it. And uh, your ability to not contain yourself is probably what got you the job. Yeah, yeah. They wanted somebody a little bitchy with attitude. And I went, well, that, that would be me then. <laughs> <laughs> well cast. Yes. <laughs> I think we both feel just incredibly grateful that we have this opportunity and, you know, I don't feel that I'm leaving anything on the table, even though yeah. we're the ones walking away from the position. I don't feel that we're leaving anything on the table. We've done everything we wanted to do. We, there was some lofty goals set that we met and it just feels like the right time. Any words of advice for your incoming show hosts? Work your butt off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's harder than you think. And yeah. uh, as we always say, it's really good. If you can work this out, same mood every day. 
Yeah. Like come in and and have your have your work face on. You're here to have a good time. Even if you have to fake it some days, you you're here to have a good time. So let that be the the mood you want to have and just relax into the good time and and uh if you can cuz that consistency is what will allow you to stay there and do it year after year if that if that becomes your path. Exactly. I think that's actually why Clay and I hit it off is because we have the same philosophy in radio and we both kind of started from the same place. We started in a small town and worked up and and we both wanted it. Like we were hungry and we wanted major market and we wanted mornings and that was the goal from the beginning of our career. And yeah. to be in a partnership with somebody, you have to have the same goal at the very beginning or it's not it's just not going to happen. So, and I think even without discussing it, we both kind of knew that we had that goal. It's like, let's do this. Whatever it takes, we were prepared to do it. I think that's great advice. I wish you both the best going forward. Thank you both so much for coming on with me. Oh, thank you, Connie. It was an absolute blast. for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.